We want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's a destination specialist with touring plans and can help you plan an amazing vacation. Whether it's Disney, Universal, a cruise, or an all-inclusive, she can help you with booking, planning, and strategizing to help you have an incredible experience at a great rate. Contact her today at michelle at touringplans.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney and Doug, I am really excited about this episode because we're going to be talking food today, Doug. And I'm always hungry. Everybody loves food. Everybody. Given some of our best and maybe some to avoid. But that's just a little teaser. We are recording this a little early because, Doug, you are about to head to Washington, D.C. Yeah, I'll be in Washington, D.C. over the 4th of July. I don't know if that's smart or crazy. Good luck, but we'll hear more about that on next week's episode uh, or a bonus show. So excited to talk to you about your D.C. trip. Fly safe. But first, let's thank our Patreons. No new Patreons this week, but thank you to all of our Patreons for supporting Rope Drop Radio, getting all those bonus shows and swag and seeing you guys in the park. And a couple of you guys I know are even there right now, so I love following along. So thank you, Patreons, for supporting this show. On our Patreon Facebook page, we've been slowly playing the lightning round, and it's been interesting seeing everyone's answers. So that's been entertaining going on over there. Yep. So anyway, Apple reviews. Thank you to everyone leaving us Apple reviews that helps the podcast get seen. And this review this week is titled A Golden Rope Drop, five stars, by Frank from Astoria. If you want to count on a Disney-related podcast that delivers great info, updated content, and entertainment, Derek and Doug got you. Frank from Dillo Diz. Hey, thank you, Frank. Yeah. I love and I love his show. So check out Dillo Diz after you listen through this episode. So, uh, but thank you, Frank, so much. He's been on the show before, and uh, we have another guest this week, Doug. We do. I'm excited to talk to our guest today. I am as well because he knows a lot about food because he is the co-author of the unofficial guide to Disneyland and he's also a writer for Touring Plans. Welcome to Rope Drop Radio, Guy Selga. Thank you very much for having me and I'm excited to talk about my three favorite topics, Disney, food, and Disney food. So, Ooh, those are great <laughs> topics. Excellent. Well, why don't we start with you giving the listeners just a little bit of your Disney background. Uh, yeah, I, I've uh, lived my whole life in Southern California in uh, Long Beach. So uh, really quick drive to Disneyland. I was raised by uh, my Disney obsessed mother and grandmother Been going pretty much weekly since I was two years old and had an annual pass of my own since uh, 1994. I mean, they got rid of the annual passes mm-hmm. now, but you know, when they come back, I'll be sure to grab another one. And uh, yeah, just obsessed with Disney theme parks in the U.S. and around the world and taking that passion to uh, help families plan vacations through touring plans and the unofficial guide. And I love what I do and I love the theme parks. They never get old. Nice. When was the first time you went to Disney World then since you're a Southern California guy? Uh, First time I went was 1995. Um, so I actually got to see a lot of classic Epcot still. The only one I didn't Mm -hmm. get to see was world of motion that was being Ah. converted over to test track, but I got to see all the other original pavilions. So I was really lucky. Uh, and then after that, I didn't actually go back until 2008. And now I've been back a few times a year since then. Nice. 
So how did you get into writing for the unofficial guide? So I, um, and I think about 2006 or seven, I started just, uh, a blog on, on just blogger. Um, and I, I started putting up Disney ephemera. So old maps and receipts and napkins and just any Disney stuff that I had acquired over the years. And I just would scan them and write a little uh, tidbit about them and then throw them up on the blog. And then there was a job opening at touring plans in 2012. And I used my blog as my writing sample. And then ever since then, I've been writing Disneyland professionally, I guess you could say. Very great job. Great way to get into it. And speaking of the unofficial guide, Doug, we have a copy to give away. Yeah. So how exactly are we going to give it away this week, Derek? I think we got to keep doing the reviews. So you got to leave a review on whatever you're listening on. Uh, Also, we're trying to build our social media. So go like and comment and share. We'll put some stuff up there as well. We'll probably have a lot of entries, hopefully, for uh, the newest edition of the unofficial guide to Walt Disney World. So go to our social media right now at Rope Drop Radio and you can see all the contest rules and how to enter. All right. Watch for it there. And before we move on to talking about food, there's been a lot of news. We're recording this fairly early, but uh, because I'm leaving town, it's my fault. But we got to hit on the early park entry stuff at Disney World. That's the big news. Everybody gets in that's staying on property to every park a half hour early. And then deluxe resorts get to stay late at certain parks. So not every park every night. We don't really know all the details what are you guys' thoughts on that as it stands right now? With the the staying late for deluxe resort guests, I, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that's a a nice little value add mm-hmm. that I feel like they almost had to do since the cost of staying on Disney property is so outrageously expensive right now. I think they're kind of hurting for perks for for those guests. But um, I got to say, I do miss the extra magic hours after regular park hours, the late ones. Mm-hmm. I really miss that as a visitor who doesn't really stay ever in the deluxe hotels. The the rough thing for me is back when extra magic hours used to be three hours long in the evening. That's that was the glory days, right? Oh yeah. That's you when get I had so much done. Yeah, but I had toddlers. So And they all have to go to we, sleep. Yeah, we never got to really enjoy that. And then once our kids hit, you know, tweens and teens, they they were gone. So um Derek, how do you feel about I, I think if you uh, if you pay for it, you should get it. And uh, the I know a lot of people are upset with the deluxe, but honestly, the amount you're spending on those, you should get an added perk. And I think it only makes sense. And it's the easiest thing that Disney could do is to let you have a little extra time in the parks. Yeah, I like that the morning one is every park every day. So it's not going to impact like crowd flow. Like you're not going to see that one bus line is a mile long and the other three buses in the morning are empty. It's going to keep crowds a little more even. Um, and it really makes staying on property a huge advantage compared to staying off, at least for rope dropping. Cause essentially you can't rope drop if you stay off property now. So another reason to stay on property for sure, but uh, it'll be interesting how long it is. Um, I think that's the, Big question with the evening one, right? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. My uh, next three stays are all deluxe. So part of me is like, yeah, I've already booked and I'm looking forward to it. I will take advantage of it. Even when my kids are there, we will drag them along. Yeah, you like to drag children. 
that's well documented. Hey, they're they're like me. They're, they'll go sun up to sundown for sure. They're Disney kids. Well, should we move on to food? Let's go. Sounds Let's... good to me. I like to eat. Time to eat. So we're going to talk uh, quick service or counter service dining today because sometimes we talk a little too much table service, but really the old meat and potatoes of dining at Disney is the counter service. But we're going to do it a little bit differently rather than just like our top 10 or the tops at all these parks. We're going to give you our favorite at a park, kind of a backup in case you can't get to that favorite. And then one we tend to avoid. Now we may all agree at one park. We may not agree on anything, but we'll find out. So uh, we're going to go around the horn. We'll each give our answers and we're going to work from park to park. And we're going to start out West with California adventure. And we're going to start with our guest guy. You get to go first. What is your favorite Okay, I, I'm going to pick one that not a lot of people pick. It's an overlooked gem in my personal opinion, but it's the Lucky Fortune Cookery. It's a little Asian place in the um, the little uh, Pacific Wharf area of the park. They have really good rice dishes, and they also have this like braised beef um, wrap that's in this really soft... Um, not tortilla, but um, I, f- I forget the the kind of bread it's wrapped in, but it, it's it's very delicious. They also have ramen there, so a lot of uh, Asian staples at this place. And like I said, overlooked. I'm but, putting uh, this on my place. list. I've I've overlooked it. I that's gonna go on there next time I'm in California Adventure. That's a good one, Derek. What's your favorite? Oh, no there? surprise. It's the cozy cone bread chili queso heartburn it's all in one and it's it's a must do every time i'm in dca that, you did sum it up right even yep. with the heartburn you forgot the pepto chaser though <laughs> that yeah usually tums that i use your tums yeah. at the park doug yeah you you did so um my favorite is can i just say the pacific wharf area because now that i have teens and tweens it's nice because you know, if you want Mexican, you can get it. You want Asian, you can get it. You like the sourdough bread bowls, you can get that. Yeah. So we can go in three different directions. When my kids were little, that would have never happened. But now I, I like that. I like to be able to go in several directions. So yeah, there's a there's a lot of different options in like 50 square feet, and there's yeah. a lot of seating there, and it's just a nice little chill area, and you can sit by the water. It's very nice. I, I really like that area. That That's one thing that surprised me the first time we ate there. I was pretty impressed uh, for a Disney park type of experience. All right. Now, what's your backup? If you're not getting into where you want to, your different side of the park, something like that, what's your backup guy? Uh, I like Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta just because uh, they have some some pretty good pasta dishes, but then they also have these nice flatbread pizzas. And occasionally there'll be a seasonal flatbread that's also usually good. And and then there's a little bandstand out there so you can sit in the shade underneath the trees and listen to live music. And it's just a really pleasant little area of the park to relax and have a meal. Oh, man. I also put Boardwalk Pizza because it's really good. I'm going to give a caveat, even though I haven't been there, my backup's going to be Pim's Test Kitchen, because I think I'm going to love just... it by just looking at the food and listening to Alex a couple weeks ago. I already know that's going to be my backup. Well, I mean, you're, you're going on faith. I like I it. I am. I'm going with Flo's V8 Cafe. Um, it's kind of comfort food. Uh, it's, I li- it's just themed, like, you know, top to bottom. And you don't get that outside of a, a Disney theme park. 
You know, you you can get burgers, stuff like that everywhere, but you don't get that theming. And it's kind of fun because uh, there's not many, you know, 50s styled soda fountains around to go take your kids to. And so it's kind of neat to show them that nostalgia, even though it's not nostalgic for them necessarily. But I kind of like that sort of thing. All right, guy, anywhere that you're avoiding. So it's funny. Um, I actually, the, my place to avoid right now, and I'm, I'm talking right now in this current time as we speak, where the menus at Disneyland Resort are very scaled down. Mm. So that's my caveat. When so I we have that. not experienced that. Yeah. So, so. My, my place to avoid is actually Flo's right now. Ah, um, there's only a couple things on the menu, and it's just very basic cheeseburgers and fries. They've stripped away all of the unique things like the pot roast and the pot pies. And they still do have the chicken, which the chicken is pretty good, but that's like $22. So mm. I don't know if you're okay. going to that. No. So Disney hates pot pies. That's, that's, what, we've that's what we've learned. That's what we've learned. Yes. Disney hates pot pies. I can't get a pot pie pie anywhere. Out west, out east. Nope. Oh, my gosh. What is it? I'm curious if Disneyland Paris has any pot pies now. I need to go. I need to do some research to find this out. I doubt it. But, oh, the pot pie's gone? We need to. That seems like a T-shirt. Like, bring back the pot pies. Everybody's upset about noodles and fried chicken at Trails Inn. But (laughs) the pot pies really is. It's an epidemic. Hopefully it comes back soon because they they really got to do something about the menus resort wide because it's pretty bad right now. <sighs> okay, Derek. I avoid hot dogs, so I avoid award wieners. <laughs> I in my brain I didn't even count that as a as an option. That's how yep. low that was. Yeah. I yeah, will say dogs. they do have good fries there though. Okay. And good they call fries them strip fries, and they're they're like twirly stick thick but they're also steak fries but they're twirly and they're so next time i go i just get the fries got it yeah that (laughs) does with the the tums chaser though Derek. once again yep wow that's a good tip i didn't realize they had good fries because good fries at disney is not like a synonymous thing it's like pizza and disney fries and disney yeah they screw it all up yeah wow okay so i was gonna say smoke jumpers because I think I'm still waiting on that burger that I got the last time I was out there. So that was a personal issue. Uh, but I, I feel like that's your more typical theme park fare. Who knows what the menu's like now? I could have actually prepared for this and looked, though. Well, so right now, and normally I agree, Smoke Jumpers is unremarkable. But right now they do have the uh, Monte Cristo, oh. which is a staple of Blue Bayou in Disneyland. And they have a version there, and it's half the size and half the price. So, But that's the only good thing there right now. That is a good thing. All right. Time to go across the way and into Disneyland Park. It's not called Disneyland Park, is it? It's just Disneyland. I mean, in in their advertisements, they call it Disneyland Park, but it's kind of interchangeable. They change it a lot. All right. Well, let's go to Disneyland Park. Guy, where are you eating first? You can pick anything. What does it for you? Um, I So I don't know if this is kind of a cop-out just because it's so new, but I really like Docking Bay 7, especially the pot roast. It's delicious. And then the the, the they even have a pretty good dessert there, the Batuban. Um, and then mm-hmm. I guess you could consider this a backup, but you can also grab the, the Ronto Wrap, which is incredible. And that, I think that was the first thing I ate after Disneyland reopened after a year and a half. So, <laughs> Not a bad edge. choice. Yeah, really great with the food. I'm going to Bengal Barbecue, 
And uh, I love meat on a stick, and it's phenomenal there. And then the Jungle Julep is one of the best drinks I've ever had in my life. And so, yeah, I like Bengal barbecue and uh, pretty good with the, it's not as busy. It's kind of hidden gem, I feel like. Uh, Very good, good choice. One. I'm just going to have a corn dog to continue on that meat on a stick theory, Derek. At the uh, the end of Main Street, USA, at, I don't know the official name of the, is it Red Car or? Little, little red wagon little red wagon corn dogs i'm just going with a corn dog while i sit and wait for not a parade um and that's that's my go-to i really enjoy that nice big corn dog so that's that's mine yeah Classic. all right what's uh what's your backup if galaxy's edge isn't doing it you can never go wrong with jolly holiday bakery uh especially because they have the matterhorn macaroon which is one of the best desserts in all of disneyland but also, other than that, the menu is pretty varied. They have a selection of sandwiches and soups and uh, quiches and that sort of thing. And then a ton of different baked goods that are all delicious. That does sound good. Sounds good, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, well, I'm getting hungry, Derek. I am too. I'm heading over as a backup to Hungry Bear because I've been stuck on that side of the park a couple times. And thankfully, you can find something for everyone uh, in that area chicken and burgers and stuff yeah it's theme park food but it's literally not not a whole bunch over there and my whole family can eat and we enjoy the view and it's themed after the greatest attraction in disney history the country bear jamboree oh Uh, there wow there we go wow that's lightning round answer already i think that's a limb to go out on i country bear jamboree i I think you, you forget what it is since it's not out west. I think you, oh, no. it makes you your know, heart grow fonder or something. Yeah. No, it is my favorite, <laughs> all-time favorite. Okay. Well, I my backup, my plan was I had two in mind, and you guys already both said them. I'm going to go with Docking Bay 7. That's my I, – I just – I, it's good food. I enjoy it. I like yeah. Star Wars. I can't argue. I'd, I'd be lying to myself if I said anything else, so I won't lie. I definitely won't lie. It's good. Everything on the menu is good, too, which is rare. That's true. And with different side options, you can definitely kind of change up what you get yeah. a lot, too. All right. What are the uh, what are the bogeys out there? What do we need to avoid? Well, I picked Galactic Grill over in Tomorrowland, sticking with the Star Wars theme. Uh, just horribly bland menu, limited, just uh, boring and, you know, you're you're still kind of overpaying with the Disney prices for just not good food. And it's busy because it's in such a mm-hmm. central location. So, yeah, avoid that at all costs. All right. Well, this is me and I'm avoiding Docking Bay 7 because I've eaten it so many times in Florida. I'll probably still go to it in Florida. And uh, if I'm going to be at Disneyland, I don't want to eat something that I can have in Florida. I want something unique to the park. And so Makes I'm sense. avoiding Docking Bay 7. All right. It makes sense. Okay. Yay. I Hands didn't get up. yelled at. Yeah. No, it makes sense. I just, I evidently don't care about duplicating things and uh, cloning. I mean, it's Star Wars. It's all about cloning. So, all right. I'm going to avoid the alien pizza planet because Disney and pizza. Horrible. Let's just be honest. It's and there's plenty of other options. I that feel, pizza looks exactly like what I uh, when we got it. I was like, this is this might have been from my high school, like made back when I was in high school, and they still have it. <laughs> Cryogenically frozen. Yes, I think so. 
And a whole pizza there is $42. Oh, jeez. The fact that you had that price blows my mind off top of your head. I, I just reviewed it. Oh, <laughs> oh the other day. Man, I should have like, read that I just to, ugh. Um, <laughs> like, I remember we walked in there, we looked at the menu, and we couldn't figure out how to actually order a meal for our family that made sense food-wise and financially. So, like, I... We were hungry. We were in Tomorrowland, and I think we still walked all the way back across somewhere else. I wasn't in charge, but yeah, I mean, a like, single slice of pizza is eight fifty. So yeah, it was like, and we got a son that one slice is just not gonna cut it. So we just like did math, and we we're like, um, we'll go somewhere else. So all right, well that's our time out west. It's time to to head east. So we're going to start in the animal kingdom. And uh, Derek, I have a feeling our answers will be very similar. I, I have a feeling as well. Yeah. Guy, what's your favorite at animal kingdom? Um, I like Satuli Canteen. I feel like, are we all going to say that? Yeah, I we're just, all going to yeah, say it. Absolutely. Saying, yeah, that's our favorite. I, not even going to pretend to make something up different just for it, the sake of the show. It's on a different level. That's the yeah. thing. If you haven't been, it's, it's a 12 out of 10. It's incredible. You got to try it. And I like how the dishes are customizable and mm-hmm. the dessert is good. And then you can go outside and get those um, pangu pangu rolls or whatever they yeah. call them. Those are great. Pineapple cream cheese deliciousness. Delicious. I like how fresh it is too. It's, you know, you can tell it wasn't just sitting there under a heat lamp because, yeah. you know, they have to put the different parts together. Mix it all up. So what do you go with guy? What's your go-to there? What's your combo you like? Um, I, I like the, um, the, the chicken with the, is it, do they still have the chimichurri like sauce? Yeah, I think yeah, so. I think so. Okay. Yeah. I, I like, I like that. I, I, that's good stuff. See, that's funny. Cause I'm a beef and potatoes guy. So yeah, that's okay. what I like about Satouli's. You can get a little um, bit of everything. My wife gets noodles. I've, I'm going chicken noodles in the Herbie creamy sauce, the creamy sauce. Yeah. That's what i got last time that's good it's good now my son gets the burger pods those every time something for everybody there every you go. i thought those were going to be like all gimmicky and not that great yeah. but those are pretty decent those are pretty good every time though he's like i don't know why they can't put pickles in these and I'm, every time i'm like i don't know why they can't either but yeah and the kids menu is even good there with the uh quesadilla which is something you don't see very often but most kids eat a quesadilla and if they don't there's a pig in a blanket and if if your picky eater can't handle one of those two then good luck god bless you so all right now to some more questionable choices a backup say you're can't get in there mobile ordering's gone for the day what on earth do you go to next I haven't had anything in that area in years, but the Harambe market always seems to have something that catches my eye. So I'm going to go with that. I think they have good food there. Yeah. yeah. It's just no shade air conditioning. There is that. That's that's the issue. But it is good. There's an issue with everything left here. There's oh, nothing. Yeah. Derek, what's your... I'm going to Yak and Yeti counter service. Uh, it's good food, Chinese. Yeah, I, I like it, though. And uh, it's on the other side of the park. So if I really can't get to Setuli's and I'm over by Everest, that's where I'm going to eat. Yeah, I feel like the only place I can say is Yak and Yeti's counter service because I make fun of all the other places at nauseum. So I really have no choice or people will be like, 
calling me a hypocrite. So I think I got to go with Yak and Yeti. Though there are but, so many people that have come on this show and said Flame Tree Barbecue is their favorite quick service on property. Blows my mind. I, I Someone's don't yelling at us right now. Right, right now, but... That does seem to be so many people's default food place at Animal Kingdom. It's centrally located. It's big. There's usually not a huge line because they got huge, like they can accommodate a lot of people, right? Yeah. But it's outside. Birds attack you. Squirrels steal your brisket. I don't know. I guess that's not where a squirrel attacked you, is it, Derek? No, that was Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I was getting ahead of myself. You got to watch out for the animals at Animal Kingdom. All right, so what place do you avoid, Guy? What do you absolutely avoid? Uh, I mean, we've talked about this a couple times already, but the Pizza Fari, just Disney pizza, uh, except for are, being... Are we all going to have the same avoid? I don't know. <laughs> no, oh, I'm okay. Going, I got something. I got oh. my other opinion, Derek. Come on. But I, Pizza Fari, last time we ate there, because when you have kids, sometimes you're just like, fine, we're going to have pizza, because they don't care if it's horrible pizza. Sure. So I will give Pizza Fari credit with they keep changing the menu and trying one new flatbread pretty regularly. And they had a cheeseburger flatbread the last time I was there. I'm like, you know, there's pickles, ketchup, mustard on a pizza. That sounds like a great idea from Disney. So I tried it. It might have been the worst possible thing I've ever eaten outside of Cosmic Race. So Yeah, but before Disneyland closed, they had a, a burnt hamburger pizza at Pizza Planet also. And it was Ugh. like... A- it was like if you bit into a Big Mac and all the toppings fell out on top of a flatbread or not mm-hmm. pizza slice. And yeah, it was awful. Not, not good. Not good. I mean, I think I tried it just for the sake of the show so I could talk about it. And see, it's still paying off. I still have not eaten there because I avoided so much. Wow. So that's definitely your avoid. Yep. It's the only place I haven't eaten at Animal Kingdom. And I just, I don't see myself. Maybe eventually I will. Eventually. It's not even open right now. So I know. That's so Satouli's is too close. Ugh. I'm going to go restaurant source. Oh, come on, Doug. I can't stand the bucket. St- I don't want to pay for That was bucket. almost my backup. I love the buckets. We have, Most... I have six buckets. Some, I could probably look and find one in five exactly. seconds. What do you need six buckets for on vacation? The most expensive kids meal on property. My because kids you have to love buy a it because they eat all their food in the bucket. I just can't. I don't even get kids meals anymore. I just, I can't with the bucket. I just, nope. Don't like it. Bucket can go away. I can tell them I don't want the bucket. And they're like, well, we're still charging you for the bucket. So that's fun. So I don't know. I'm just not a fan. All right. Should we, should we move to uh, Disney's Hollywood studios? The park that was going to be renamed, but never was. I was voting for Disney XL park, but that never happened. So Hollywood Studios, Guy, what uh, counter service are you going to? So I wanted to challenge myself and not pick Docking Bay 7 again. So I'm going to go. You don't have with... to do that. <laughs> I wanted <laughs> to go with uh, Woody's Lunchbox. I actually do like their menu. And I, I actually like their uh, little breakfast bowl that they have in the mornings. I'm, I'm never usually awake for breakfast in Disney World. But when I am and I'm in the studios, I, that's my go-to breakfast. That's a good choice. Derek? Woody's. I wrote Woody's down, and I'm sticking with it, and I agree with everything Guy said, and we have done it, except for this trip that you and I were on, Doug. Yeah, I, we this was the first, that was the first trip in probably six or seven that I missed going to Woody's. We could have. I don't know. What was the line like? Or were, 
they weren't open yet. They weren't open right? yet, and you guys yeah. went to Rano Wraps. Yep. Yeah. Well, Rano Wraps are tough to beat for breakfast. I'm going to be honest. I like the breakfast Ronto Wrap, but that's not what I'm picking for my favorite counter service there. I'm going to go with this surprises me to say as much as anything else. ABC Commissary, their new menu is really good. They have several things on that that are actually tasty and you good. used to it's, make fun of me for choosing that I restaurant fun of it all the time first four that, years of this show you made fun of me for that restaurant yep and they 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 shut down for the pandemic and they came back with a vengeance it's, it's worth trying the the buffalo chicken grilled cheese is really good the tacos are really good and there's other things but those are the only things i've eaten they all look good but it's worth it's worth checking out in the studios all right. Well, we have to pick another place to eat other than Woody's and ABC. What is it, guy? Okay, Where? I have a major curveball here Uh-oh. because this is my backup, but also my one to avoid. It is the Backlot Express, and I love it because I can go there and I can see props from Roger Rabbit. I can see the Toon Patrol car. I can see the guts of Benny the Cab. I can see the shell of one of the Horizons vehicles bunch of other cool stuff all over the place but then the food is not great pretty yeah. bland boring but it's just a really cool place to sit down and eat it is i agree with that yeah my kids loved it when they had chicken and waffles Once that's where the, the squirrel stole my food by the way doug that's dangerous watch yep. out there guy next time you're there be on alert the squirrels are aggressive okay yeah be careful um so derek what's your second this is where I put Docking Bay 7. That's good. It's it's a, it's a good one. I love it. I'm not going to lie. I do enjoy it. The pot roast is amazing. I agree with Guy on that. And the atmosphere is phenomenal. So it's it's worth it. And uh, if you're a Star Wars fan, you got to do it at least once. Absolutely correct. I feel like I've already picked Docking Bay 7, so I can't pick it again. I feel... I mean, I these are like your that, rules. It's I didn't write that many rules, but in my head... And I feel like there's a place in the studios that I go too often not to say it's my fallback backup, kind of like that comfort blanket that you can go to. Nobody else goes, and they all make fun of me when I go there, and that is Pizza Rizzo's. Uh, We've been making fun of the pizza the whole show, as we should. The pizza is not that good, but my kids eat it, and there's so much space and air conditioning. That's my favorite part. You go upstairs, you get away from the chaos. That's really what you're there for. I thought and we were going to go a whole show without saying Pizza Rizzo's. We yeah. still have not. I, I, it's been years. I, there's no way we ever make it through a show without Pizza Rizzo's. But I eat there too often to not say it's my backup because it literally is our backup. Literally. Yeah. When we're with people that were showing things, we go to Docking Bay 7. But my kids don't really like it, so... Darn kids, ruining everything. All right, what are we avoiding now that I just chose the backup is what's probably everybody's to avoid? Well, so like I said, um, Backlot Express was my avoid, but I, I will say, to, to fill my time here, I think Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland and Disney's Hollywood Studios does need a killer dessert. Uh, Avengers mm. Campus has a few very good desserts and galaxy's edge. I think is just missing one. Like if you want a dessert, you got to go to document seven and get the Batu bond. It's the only one they have right now, but I think it needs some, some maybe like ice cream kind of thing. Some, 
maybe like some take on Dippin' Dots or something like that. What are you talking about? Blue milk, frozen blue milk. Yeah, that's what they thought. There was a blue dairy product that they could have actually made good. Yeah. Sorry, Wes. It's awful. I don't. He got two of those on our trip, Derek. Yeah, I know. Like out of his way to get extra milk. It was. Yeah, they failed. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. No desserts there. Remember the popcorn they peddled really hard and aggressive at the beginning? Yeah, it wasn't bad. Is it still there? I don't. I haven't seen it. In Disneyland, it's still closed. It's one of the few dining locations in the park that's mm. still closed. But uh, okay. So they've been having popcorn that looks like that in the Bad Batch series the last couple episodes. Oh, synergy! Nice. So yeah, the synergy is strong from when they were pro- producing Bad Batch to now. It's yeah, there. It is. It's made it full circle. Um, Derek, what are you avoiding in the studios? Hot dogs, Dockside Diner. Yeah. That's it. So you just avoid hot dogs. I do. Yeah, I wonder what you're avoiding in the Magic Kingdom that just opened. I, I wonder. It just opened I this wonder. week. <laughs> so, um, that's a good one. I'm avoiding Rosie's All-American Cafe that might possibly be the worst Disney burger I've ever eaten. I agree and with that statement. The, only reason I ate it is because all of a sudden at like six o'clock at night, early COVID, it was the only place open. So it was uh, chosen for me and the seating's all outside. There's not much shade and there's like three different places to order from. It's not the most convenient. So yeah, I could leave that one. If I never eat there again, I'll be okay. I won't be sad. Let's move on to Epcot, where there's – are there choices abound? I think there are. I feel like we have a lot more to choose from here. Too many choices. Too many choices. Too many when you can eat and drink around the world and you forget to go to quick service. Makes it hard. All right, guy. What are you – what's your favorite? Um, I, I apparently forgot to write down the actual name of this place, so I feel really stupid. But um, it's the bakery in the France Pavilion after you exit uh, Impressions of France. Man. Um, but uh, they have a great selection of little pastries and sandwiches, and it's all very fresh and nice. And you got all these beautiful French people presenting it to you. And it's a great experience. Hardly any seating at all, so you're probably going to end up eating it out in the heat. But uh, it's, it's very, very good. I like that. Those are good sandwiches. I've had them before. Yeah. I think it's La Hall's Boulangerie yes. Patisserie. There we, there we go. Yeah. It's a lot of words, a lot of letters. Yeah. And it's tucked back in there. But it has a line. It, it has a rope drop crowd. Yeah. Um, a serious rope drop crowd. Um, there will be interesting to see that crowd when uh, Remy opens here in a yeah. few months so that's a really good choice that's a like really it. good choice yeah derek uh this one was hard but i am going regal eagle barbecue i just i really like barbecue food i thought they did a good job not great but good enough where i was satisfied i've had it a couple times and i can see myself continuing to go back though however i am putting an asterisk because if my wife didn't have me say yorkshire fish shop she would kill me even though i don't eat fish but i know that's by far and away her favorite whole quick service so i'm putting that in there as well on her behalf boy those are the two i'm waffling between Derek. oh there you I, go sorry it took i yours. wrote I did them not both mean, down okay. and um i mean normally i would just say liberty inn that was the best ever 
no, I'm joking. That was just horrible hamburgers. But I really like the barbecue, and I like it enough that I try. I talked Michelle into eating there an extra time, and uh, that takes some doing. So it's it's good. It's well done. Um, it doesn't seem like counter service, and I think seeing what they could do at Regal Eagle makes Flame Tree Barbecue that much oh, more like questionable. Yes. Like, it's not even in the same ballpark. Sorry, folks. Sorry, folks. All right, what's your uh, your second, your backup? I reluctantly put Sunshine Seasons on my list, um, but I, I admit it has fallen quite a bit. Their, their just selection is not what it used to be. No. Their baked goods aren't what it used to be. It, it used to be uh, kind of my defaults just oh we're gonna eat in epcot okay mm-hmm. straight go straight there but uh uh it, but it, it's you know I, i'm hoping they can rebound once everything gets back to normal and they get some like refresh the menu refresh the theme even it's looking looking a little dated but um i'll still keep that as my backup that's a really good one there was a time that was probably our favorite counter service in all of walt disney world yeah yeah yeah. Crazy how far it's fallen. Yeah, that was my uh, backup. Even I was gonna say the exact same things you have. I'm really hoping they turn around. But I I went there almost every trip to Epcot for at least a meal, but especially because you could always find something for kids and the whole family. Mm-hmm. Not now. <sighs> and it's crazy that the menu is so limited now, because uh, without Electric Umbrella, it's the only real counter service in Future World. I mean, mm-hmm. it's and a lot of people are in Future World for lunch, so it, it gets crazy too. So, is that officially your backup? That Eric? was I, that's what I wrote down. Well, I'm going to say the fish and chips at Yorkshire, um, because that was what I wrote down. I'm going to go with it, even though it's outside and I'm a fan of air conditioning. That's the biggest drawback, and nobody eats there with me, but. Uh, uh, Sometimes dad gets to eat alone. So there you go. All right. So every park has that place you got to avoid. What is it for you, guy? Uh, I'm going to go with the quick service in the China Pavilion. Uh, I live in an area of Southern California that has really amazing Asian food on every corner, literally every corner. You can drive up the street, just amazing food. And uh, just the the food there is an abomination. It's the worst airport mall food. Um, and just I don't know how they get away with with doing that. I hope I hope it gets some love at some point and gets revamped. But I'm not after all these years, I'm not getting my hopes up. I have avoided that for those same reasons. I've never had it. So I couldn't even put it on the list. Yeah, I I've avoided it so well I have yet to eat there, but that's the good thing. We don't have to write a book about it. <laughs> yeah. That helps. So, yeah. Nothing about that restaurant. I, I, we have better Chinese food in Nebraska. Wow. So, I mean, yeah. It's it's easy. All right. Derek, what's your backup? Uh, I avoided La Cantina. Uh, I've eaten there one time with you, Doug, and yep. it was the biggest disappointment in probably all of Disney eating. And um, I don't really see myself ever going back. It was like a one day, one shot. It failed. I was like, I get better Mexican food from my local grocery store than I do here. And so 
yeah, I, I maybe one day I'll give it another try, but that was such a swing and a miss that I have no desire to go back. Mexican food should be a slam dunk. It should be easy. And But then it's somehow worse than Taco Bell. I don't understand. That yep. doesn't make any sense. I'm saying the same thing because we ate there together. I mean, we literally watched them open the Cisco package cheese. <laughs> there is nothing more disappointing than seeing that. Like, at least hide it from us. Like, the nachos were nothing different than I can get when I'm watching my middle school basketball games. I shouldn't be able to get the same level of cheese at can it, middle school. Can I do a bonus entry to the avoid list for Epcot? Oh, yes, please Absolutely. do. Absolutely. We love avoiding stuff. So, and this one hurts especially hard because the parent sit-down restaurant is so good, Via Napoli. Oh. The Via Napoli quick service restaurant is just the worst garbage tier pizza I've, I've ever had. Worse than even standard Disney pizza mm. somehow. That, it's just like a window, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A little window off to the left, yeah. I don't understand why they can't just serve actual Via Napoli pizza there. Yeah. It, it's mind-boggling. That I'm glad you brought that up. I hope none of our listeners ever waste any calories on that pizza window get an adr go inside it's also disappointing that there is no counter service really in italy like with pasta like quick service pasta let's see it happen i'm rooting for it oh man that was a good one that's a psa right there yeah (laughs) avoid that all right on to the magic kingdom so we're done with Epcot, which is, you know, the best, easily probably the best variety, volume of food. Magic Kingdom, counter service, I don't know, hits, misses. What do you like, guy? I like one specific item, the Sleepy Hollow chicken and waffle sandwich. Very good. It's it's sweet and savory. It's got that kind of tangy sauce. The slaw brings a nice balance to everything. It's hard to eat. It's it's you can get very sticky eating that. So have the the wet wipes ready, or you know have a clear path to the bathroom when you're done. But I just I love that thing. That's a good one. It's a good choice. That's a place that needs more seating. Absolutely That'd be great. Like that area that they were doing um, like annual pass holder stuff in for a little while. I don't know why they can't just throw a few tables in there. Now that's, they're doing nothing in there, right? Let's let's open that up. Let's put some tables in there, folks. Hopefully they're listening. Anything else on that menu that you ever get? I've gotten the the fruit and Nutella, Nutella. waffle okay. a couple times, and that's also very good. I, I actually don't even know what else they have on that menu. I just zero in on that one thing. I don't. As far as I know, that's it. I just there's ice cream involved. I don't know. Oh, okay. I think we've all eaten. That. That's good. I like the Nutella one. That's a good choice. Now I feel like I failed at any of my decisions. All right, Derek. I'm going Pecos Bill. It was a tough one for me. I had a couple right there. But uh, Pecos Bill's always seems to hit the spot. It's, I mean, it's a lot better than La Cantina, that's for sure. And uh, I like the fajita platter quite a bit and the tacos. And it's fun because my kids, my kids, everyone eats. And it's a big enough restaurant that we can usually find a seat and, um, yeah, it's always been good. And it's at the exit of the greatest attraction ever. Oh, <laughs> once again. But I will say my only knock against Pecos Bills, it did replace 
uh, a quick service restaurant that literally made my jaw drop when I first saw it. The Mile Long Bar, which had Max Buff and Melvin animatronics on the wall at the Magic Kingdom version. And they would continue singing with extra mm-hmm. lyrics the song, the exit song from Country Bear Jamboree. And then they would have little quips back and forth to each other. Made my jaw drop when the first time I saw it. Amazing. But you do love you some country bears, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, over my shoulder there is a, a whole wall of uh, country bear jamboree merchandise, as well as several boxes in my uh, closet. <laughs> wow, I like it. All right, I mean, why not go all in? <laughs> so, well, my choice is uh, not currently operating, but I'm choosing it anyway. And I'm assuming when it operates, there will be a chicken pot pie, and that is Columbia Harbor House. I don't get the chicken pot pie, but my wife does. And when she's happy, I'm happy. So I need her to get a chicken pot pie at Disney World again. But I like the the, the combo platters. You can get fish and chips, the chicken nuggets. Disney adult chicken nuggets are actually really good. I, I know it sounds really weird to say, but sometimes you just want some chicken nuggets. They're pretty tasty. Um, my kids eat a lot of them. Um the hush puppies are mixed in there. My kids, I always, they don't like them, which is entertaining to me. Uh, they won't even try them now. But uh, I like that. It's different than just about anywhere else on property. And it has an upstairs, which means it's quieter. I like my, I like my stairs in my counter service restaurants. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So what, uh, what's your second choice if you're... I have a huge curveball here, considering this place is rarely ever open. The last time I was open, I think it was summer of 2019. But I got to go with Aunt Polly's out on Tom Sawyer Island. They had those uh, biscuit barbecue pork sliders that were just so good. They got they had a root beer float. I think they also had some kind of like uh, uh, peanut butter sandwich melt kind of things. And you get to sit on that little dock that's out there. Um, out on the water and it's just an incredible view super unique nice and peaceful they need to open that thing up like all the time but yeah that place that place rules i don't know that i've ever yeah, i've never been there it's never it open, open when i'm there right but then again i go it's... in the winter and they're always draining the water oh yeah yep yeah it's hard to get to when there's no water in the the river although it should be easier to get to when there's no yeah, just walk across yeah, yeah. they could but throw they the sliders at you yeah. Yeah, that does sound good. That does sound good. That is a curveball. All right, Derek. I'm agreeing with you. Columbia Harbor House chicken pot pie is money, but the fact that I haven't had it in so long, it had to drop to number two. Yeah, the Tomorrowland Terrace version of Columbia Harbor House is not the same. Nope. It, I don't understand closing a restaurant at four o'clock in the afternoon. That, that boggles my mind. It's like, we're going to stay open through the slow afternoon and then close, right, as you're coming in for dinner. Leapy Hollow used to do that. They used to stop selling yeah. the chicken waffles at, like, 3 or something. I yeah, because people only want dessert after 3 o'clock yeah. for dinner. I, yeah, I, it's, just, it's weird. It's weird timing, the Tomorrowland Terrace. It's, it's just utilized in the most odd way. Um well, for my my second choice, I'm just going to say um, a confectionery counter. That's uh, not endorsed by a dentist in any way, shape, or form. 
But uh, you know what? Sometimes you just want a caramel apple or a pineapple skewer or a gigantic cookie and a goofy glacier for a meal. And um, you're on vacation. So, um, and if it comes down to which confectionery counter, I would take Dumbo's tent that the, I can't remember the name of it because it hasn't been open since, you know, last year. But the, the treats back in the storybooks, or not storybook, the circus area back by Dumbo. That's a good place to go and get your snack and it can fill you up pretty good. So I don't know if that's really counts as my backup, but that's it. You know, lots of sugar. It's your game, I guess. It did. I, you know, I don't make the rules. The rules make themselves. So, all right. Guy, what are you avoiding? I'm going to avoid uh, Pinocchio Village House. Uh, and, you know, like we said, that this, it's got the second level rarely open out on the balcony, mm-hmm. but that's great. It's got the view of It's a Small World. That's fantastic. Love that. But the food otherwise, just not great. Too boring and expensive and bland. Yeah. I We haven't eaten there for a long time because our kids have passed the we want to sit by the windows and wave age. It's great. <laughs> Can't wait to get that age. Yes. You're looking forward to it. Someday. All right. What, what's your avoid, Derek? Oh, you knew it earlier on. It's Casey's. I don't need no hot dog or fries. I blows my mind that that is as popular as it is. And I know someone's yelling at me right now, but I I don't like Casey's and I actually had it one time and uh, I was like, no, this isn't even that good. Like, there's good. I, I will eat a hot dog from time to time. You get the Husker ones, the red, yes. the Fairberry the, Franks. I'll eat those. Those are the only good ones, Derek. Pretty much. Fairberry and, hot dogs. And it's dogs. like these weird hot dogs that Disney sells are just not good at all. I'm afraid they're like the lowest quality. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're beyond low. Like, I don't want to know what's in them. There's no Disney magic in those hot dogs. No, you don't want to know. I Even the good hot dogs, I don't think you want to know what are in them. But you're right. Fairberry hot dogs, good. They are red, which is weird, but good. And after you eat those, it's all downhill. Sorry, folks that don't have any idea what we're talking about at the moment. But, uh, Derek, I totally agree with you. But I'm going to go with the other one that I like to avoid, but for some reason we end up eating there because it's open and we're near it. That would be Cosmic Ray Starlight Every Cafe. time. Oh, my Every. God. That's a good one. I forgot about that. Uh, we eat there you, so you, much I can't avoid it. Like, you chose a good one, though, guy. Like, it's tough. Pinocchio's Cosmic Rays, very similar. They have some things that are great. Like, Sunny Eclipse, wonderful. That guy's the man. Right? Yeah. Every restaurant needs an animatronic. But the food, just every time, I think it gets worse. Every time. And then they do the special burgers, and I'm a sucker. And I get the special burgers so that I can talk about it. And every time, it's like, that was a mistake. Yeah. Every time. I've never been surprised in a good way there in the last five years. Every time. It's always loud, chaotic. Very chaotic. Yeah. That's the Magic Kingdom in a nutshell, though. Loud and chaotic. It's pretty much the only <laughs> restaurant open, I feel like, during the Halloween party. So that's why we um, always end up eating there. But Right before it or something. But then they got to get ready for a dance party. Yep. So I don't know. It's yeah, you just need to we all need to plan better so that we don't have to eat at Cosmic Rays or Pinocchio's. And I'm going to agree with your the 
the Casey's corner. Like you're sitting outside eating a hot dog in Florida. The only just, good thing is the piano player. Yeah, and if he's there. Yeah. So I mean, we gotta time that just right, but he is spectacular. He is. Oh. But yeah, Casey's. Although I did pick a corn dog earlier in the show, so I don't know if I don't know. Well, anybody have any uh, thing that you feel like you left out or like an honorable mention that you want to throw out there? I do not. I feel like I've said my my piece and I can live with it. Yeah, I think that's it for me. I mean, I love the citrus swirl. I'm a big dessert guy, so uh, love the citrus mm-hmm. swirl over in Magic. So next time, just a dessert show. Got it. That's, I like it. Ooh, that'll be a good one. Yeah. I don't know that we've done that. Like Drinks this. and dessert. So both. We'll All do right. That around. I like pencil that. that down. And uh, next time we talk about food, it's drinks and desserts. All right. Well, let's move into the, the lightning round. Congratulations, right. guy. You have made it to the lightning round. That means you survived us this far. So the lightning round is where you answer with your favorite Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, however you need to answer under the Disney umbrella. Uh, there are points. It is scored. It's all made up and none of it matters. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Favorite Disney movie. Got to go with Tron. Wow. That's, wow. that's a first. I, we've Derek. never had that's, that. I think that's a bonus point. Let me pencil that down. With the original... Yeah. Oh, yeah. The okay. original. I mean, I, okay. like, Tron Legacy is great, especially the score. But yeah, I just I know it's cheesy and not great, but it, Tron the original just I love it. I, I'm okay with that. We're yeah. not. No. Good. That's good. All right. Favorite Disney character. Sticking with Tron, I got to go with Kevin Flynn because he owns his own arcade and he lives above it. And I, that's, that's the dream right dream there. Life. Yes. Yep. <laughs> All right. As long as you know why. Right. Yeah. Favorite Disney villain? Um, I guess I'll go with uh, Ursula just because she's so sassy and, you know, really powerful and loud. She's got some great songs. Um, yeah. And, you know, she's, she's kind of like just, yeah, sassy. Yeah. All right. Favorite Disney song? Um, I'm going to go with, uh, making memories from the original, um, magic journeys pre-show over in Epcot that, that is, uh, on, on my Spotify playlist. So I, it gets a lot of play in my car. It's a total jam. Nice. Something different. I was expecting blood on the saddle, but, uh, I do like blood on the saddle. And one of the country bear songs from the vacation hoedown version is my favorite song ever. Um, so, and, and also the Christmas version has an amazing song that opens with called Tracks in the Snow. That 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 should be an all-time classic Christmas song, but I digress. Okay. All right. Favorite Disney park? You know, I got to go with the original Disneyland. I, I, Disney Sea is, is such a close second, but it will never overtake the original Disneyland. There's just so much to love about it and so many little touches of Walt and so many little cute things. And it's an easy park to relax in which i really like i like relaxing in disney park so yeah original disneyland nice all right favorite classic attraction you define classic i mean i know it's it's a lame answer but parts of the caribbean just i feel like you got to go with it It's, it's the greatest theme park ride ever made i think but they, definitely the disney world disneyland. version right yeah disney uh, world D- disney, disney world all i mean i don't think <laughs> disney world's version is as bad as people make it out to be but but uh, yeah, Disney Disneyland's version. Okay, like I they see. just nailed it. They they got everything right with that one. But I will say, Rise of the Resistance. 
Love that one. Well, that's the next question. Oh, okay. favorite modern attraction you define modern. Head and Head, Rise of the Resistance, or Indiana Jones Adventure. I also really love uh, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea in Disney Sea. There's no other Disney ride like it. You're in your own enclosed submarine, and it's simulated to be underwater. So uh, in the windows, bubbles will come up, and all of the props and set pieces wave like it's underwater, but it's not underwater. And the submarines are suspended in the air, so it looks like you're just kind of floating through the air. It's an amazing ride. Wow. I've not looked into that one. We need to go there, Doug. That sounds a lot better than the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea in Paris, where it's a walkthrough. And the Nautilus, yeah. Yeah, you just, people are just like, can't walk fast enough and run you over in case you're looking at anything. All right, moving on. Favorite Disney resort? I'm going to go with uh, Port Orleans Riverside. It's it's so peaceful and it's it's that middle ground. Uh, price, and I, I know price shouldn't matter when picking my favorite, but it, it kind of does because I would probably pick Wilderness Lodge if price didn't matter. But uh, Port Orleans Riverside has that good balance of price and uh, peacefulness and uh, the, just it's just really calming. And you can take the little water taxi over to Disney Springs. Where you get the opposite of peace and calming. Yeah, where it's total chaos. Disney Springs, yes. All right, favorite counter service restaurant. Okay, I another curveball. I'm going to go with Hungry Bear in Tokyo Disneyland, which serves curry, and it is phenomenal curry. And I know you're thinking, like, you're so lame for going to all the way to Japan and eating curry when you can get that outside of the park, but it, it is it's so good. And, you know, it's themed after Crunchy Bear Danbury, so. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I mean, that's like a double win. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Favorite table service restaurant? Uh, Via Napoli. I, I just love the Carciofi. That is like uh, top tier S plus rating pizza. It's just, I, I'm obsessed with it. So the the parent company has a, a pizza place in downtown Disney. Mm-hmm over here but they don't have the carciofi and every time i go i ask like can you can you make it maybe but no 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 deal oh man that's rough so close yet so far all right favorite disney snack uh i mentioned it earlier but i gotta go with the matterhorn macaroon it's delicious it's uh it's a it's a matter it's a macaroon uh, that looks like the matterhorn and it's drizzled with some white chocolate and powdered sugar so it's uh, it's quite tasty. I love getting a selfie with it in front of the Matterhorn. Also, you got to do it. Of course, you didn't eat it yeah. if you didn't get a selfie with it. Yeah, that's right. All right, favorite Disney drink. Uh, I don't drink alcohol, so this is a tough one for me since I don't really drink a lot of. I, I don't go to Disney bars a lot, so I guess I'll pick the rose petal soda from. Carthay Circle in uh, Carthay Circle Theater in Disney California Adventure. It's just this like flowery soda drink, and they put an edible rose petal floating on top of it. Very cool. Mm. I like a milkshake, but you know, yeah, there you go. There's, there's lots of drink options. No worries. Yeah. Um, all right, Disney bucket list item. I want to stay in one of the suites at Hotel Miracosta at Tokyo Disney Sea. Um, it overlooks the harbor and then Mount Prometheus off in the background. 
it's on the top level hotel it, it's in the theme park it's literally in the theme park and the view is incredible and uh it's very expensive like multiple thousands of dollars yeah. a day but you get that view yeah so. yeah yeah you, you mean, pay that much money you don't even want to go to the parks yeah that's kind of how that works all right well that concludes the, the lightning, lightning round, round. Well, thank you guys so much for being on this week's episode. Take a moment right now and tell people where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Guy Selga, G-U-Y-S-E-L-G-A. And you can find all my stuff over on touringplans.com and all of our various social medias, which is just at touringplans. We have tips on how to save time and money in the theme parks, and it's very useful uh, especially right now when kind of things are all crazy because of all the closures and modifications and whatnot. But um, yeah. And of course the unofficial guide to Disneyland, uh, we're working on the uh, next year's version right now. We're going to print at the end of the month. So very exciting times, but um, yeah. All right. Well, speaking of the unofficial guide, go on to social media, rope drop radio and figure, find out how you can win a copy of the Walt Disney world unofficial guide. I got my copy. So you need to get yours and you can get it for free. Uh, Guy, thank you for taking time to write all the stuff in the unofficial guides, too. I know that's uh, a lot to do, and so it's it's great material. So even if you don't win, you can always support Guy and the rest of the unofficial guide people by, by picking up a book. Yeah, save time and money in the theme parks. That's what it's all about. There you go. Well, we need to get on to the Patreon show. So shout out to all of our patrons who get that bonus content. If you want that, you can find a link in the show notes along with Guy's information. And you got to book a trip with Michelle McKnight, the rope drop queen herself. She can help you uh, with all those planning tips and tricks as well. Her email is in the show notes. But that is it. So for Doug and Guy, I'm Derek. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.